The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. This sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 40 on page 390. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my calling. He brought me also out of the horrible pit, out of the mire and clay, and set my feet upon the rock, and ordered my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even a thanksgiving unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that hath set his hope in the Lord and turn not unto the proud, and to such as go about with lies. O Lord my God, great are the wondrous works which thou hast done, like as be also thy thoughts, which are to usward. And yet there is no man that ordereth them unto thee. If I should declare them and speak of them, they should be more than I am able to express. Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sacrifice for sin hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me that I should fulfill thy will, O my God. I am content to do it. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have declared thy righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I will not refrain my lips, O Lord, and that thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. My talk hath been of thy truth and of thy salvation. I have not kept back thy loving mercy and truth from the great congregation. Withdraw not thou thy mercy from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth alway preserve me. For innumerable troubles are come about me. My sins have taken such hold upon me that I am not able to look up. Yea, they are more in number than the hairs of my head, and my heart faileth me. 
O Lord, let it be thy pleasure to deliver me. Make haste, O Lord, to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to rebuke that wish me evil. Let them be desolate and rewarded with shame that say unto me, Fie upon thee, fie upon thee. Let all those that seek thee be joyful and glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say always, The Lord be praised. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord careth for me. Thou art my helper and redeemer. Make no long tarrying, O my God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 22nd chapter of the book of 1 Samuel. David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them. And there were about 400 men with him. Then David went from there to Mizpah of Moab, and he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and mother come here with you, till I know what God will do for me. So he brought them before the king of Moab, and they dwelt with him all the time that David was in the stronghold. Then the prophet Gad said to David, Do not stay in the stronghold. Depart and go to the land of Judah. So David departed and went into the forest of Hereth, when Saul heard that David and the men who were with him had been discovered, now Saul was staying in Gibeah under a tamarisk tree in Ramah, with his spear in his hand, and all his servants standing about him. Then Saul said to his servants who stood about him, Hear now, you Benjamites, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards, and make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds? All of you have conspired against me. And there is no one who reveals to me that my son has made a covenant with the son of Jesse. And there is not one of you who is sorry for me or reveals to me that my son has stirred up my servant against me to lie in wait as it is this day. Then answered Doeg the Edomite, who was set over the servants of Saul, and said, I saw the son of Jesse going to Nob, to Ahimelech the son of Ahitub. And he inquired of the Lord for him, gave him provisions, and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all his father's house, the priests who were in Nob, and they all came to the king. And Saul said, Here now, son of Ahitub. And he answered, Here I am, my lord. Then Saul said to him, Why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse, in that you have given him bread and a sword? and have inquired of God for him, that he should rise against me to lie in wait, as it is this day. So Ahimelech answered the king and said, And who among all your servants is so faithful as David, who is this king's son-in-law, who goes at your bidding, and is honorable in your house? Did I then begin to inquire of God for him? Far be it from me, let not the king impute anything to his servant, or to any in the house of my father. For your servant knew nothing of all this, little or much. And the king said, 
You shall surely die, Ahimelech, you and all your father's house. Then the king said to the guards who stood about him, Turn and kill the priests of the Lord, because their hand also is with David, and because they knew when he fled and did not tell it to me. But the servants of the king would not lift their hands to strike the priests of the Lord. And the king said to Doeg, You turn and kill the priests. So Doeg the Edomite turned and struck the priest, and killed on that day eighty-five men who wore a linen ephod. Also Nob, the city of the priest, he struck with the edge of the sword, both men and women, children and nursing infants, oxen and donkeys and sheep, with the edge of the sword. Now one of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, named Abiathar, escaped and fled after David. And Abiathar told David that Saul had killed the Lord's priest. So David said to Abiathar, I knew that day when Doeg the Edomite was there, that he would surely tell Saul, I have caused the death of all the persons of your father's house. Stay with me. Do not fear, for he who seeks my life seeks your life, but with me you shall be safe. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praise and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 20th verse of the 17th chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to the disciples, The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Look here, or look there. Do not go after them, or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. But first he must suffer many things, and be rejected by this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, it will be on the, in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. 
And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night there will be two men in one bed. The one will be taken, and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together. The one will be taken, and the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken, and the other left. And they answered and said to him, Where, Lord? So he said to them, Wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant to us, Lord, we beseech thee, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we who cannot do anything that is good without thee, 
may by thee be enabled to live according to thy will, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, should he trust in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about today's lessons. Our lesson from Samuel today is interesting in that we have Saul here is surrounded by his own clan. He, his inner circle seems to be made up of his own people, the, the Benjamites. And so he's surrounded by these guys, and we see him in what we can we we can see as sort of a um, an anxiety spiral. He has always been essentially a weak man, not trusting in anything, and especially not trusting in himself, and is always looking for external signs and information. One of the 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 telltale signs of anxiety is this constant seeking of affirmation outside of oneself especially in acquiring facts and trying to marshal those together and we've seen that he has lost his connection to god and god no longer speaks to him and his you know he's been abandoned by the priests and the prophets whereas david even in exile still has that ac access he still is connected to God. And so we see in, in Saul that he's spiraling out of control and being given into his paranoia so that when he does make a decision, it's out of this need to, to alleviate his own fears. And so he attacks those outside of himself. It, it becomes easier and easier when you're dealing with anxiety to imagine everyone's your enemies and that makes you right in a way in thinking that everyone else is out to get you and so he lashes out in these moments so the only decisions that he makes are bad ones and then when he comes to his senses he can't make a decision he's he's paralyzed with worry and doubt on what to do and here he's surrounded by people that he's familiar with and they either act as yes men or or any advice that goes counter to what his own hopes are, he lashes out at them. And so he makes this argument talking about all the things that he's given them. And we should see in that it, uh, a connection. He's talking about the, the vineyards that he's given these people. And it's exactly what Samuel predicted would happen when they would have a king. All these things that would they would they a king would take from them. And that they would no longer possess that he would take these things and give them to his attendants and then we see in david he has managed to gather around him those who have been affected by these policies the people who have been 
made destitute by these things, these people who have been made desperate, people who have turned to banditry and these type of things. So he has gathered this guerrilla force. And so he turns to Moab, which is the land of his ancestor, Ruth. So likely he is relying on family connections there. And there's also the connection with his family. He pulls them out of Bethlehem. So he surrounds them, he protects them, and brings them into to Moab to keep them protected from Saul. And so then we have Ahimelech, the, the, the priest, and he is a descendant of Eli. And recall that Eli was, was told by God that his descendants would no longer possess the, the 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 role of priest they would be eventually wiped out and so we see this this prophecy being fulfilled in him and eventually his descendants but we still see this connection david has to god through the priest and another interesting thing here is that saul is so enraged by what the priests have done in 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 his eyes helping his enemy david that he has them killed and the whole town in which they were um, operating uh, utterly destroyed, all the men, the women, and the children. And this is the, the exact thing that he could not bring himself to do against God's actual enemies. He had spared the, 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 the king Agag and so what he can't do to his enemies, he visits upon his own people here. So he's really descended into the, become a, a true villain in, in this way. And another interesting aspect here is that, if you recall that Moab, the people who, the, the, the man from whom the, the people are descended from, the, the Moabites, was the son of one of Lot's daughters who had gotten him drunk and then had this son Moab. And that's interesting is in our New Testament lesson, we also have uh, Jesus makes pointed references to Lot and, and Sodom and Gomorrah. And often this passage has been used as sort of a, uh, explainer to what would happen if in this, the theory of the rapture but obviously if you actually read the passage you see that the people who are taken are the ones who are killed it's the ones who are are actually left behind are the ones who survive and what jesus is doing here is essentially talking about the destruction of the second temple in 70 a.d in that he is likening the 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 powers who are controlling the the temple the the jewish hierarchy of being this not understanding who he is and what he has come to do and how they will eventually be destroyed but they will not see it coming they will go about their lives and eventually be have everything taken away that this day is coming and that the people who understand it the christians 
get out of Jerusalem. And the people who don't see it coming are the ones who are caught up in this, who have this day of vengeance visited upon them. And his point is that this, the inauguration of the kingdom of God is within each of us. As he say, says, it's within you. And we should not see this as a, a, an individualized thing. This is not just a spiritual thing, but it begins in each individual person and then comes out and flows out through their, their love of God. And so it's the manifestation of the, the kingdom is in our lives in Christ together with other people and having this effect on our lives and those lives around us of manifesting this kingdom of wherein we are on this path of growth in Jesus and our relationship with God through the spirit that manifests in a joy that is unachievable without this, that is a, a, a comfort that we cannot achieve on our own. And so ultimately these, this life in Christ, this life in, of the kingdom is the only thing that alleviates the anxiety that someone like Saul feels. There's nothing Saul can do at this point to alleviate his own anxieties, his own fears, his own doubts. The only thing that can do that is by trusting in God. And that takes a lot of hard work that is only possible ultimately in Christ. And so this manifestation of the kingdom is something that we do every day in things like this, in our prayer together where we gather together and pray. It's ironic that it's something that we all struggle with is something so profoundly important. And then ultimately, as we see here every morning, that it takes only about a half hour for us to gather in prayer and to actually change our lives and change the lives of those around us because we just do something simple like praying together. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their sovereign necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, 
we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy servants, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. Have a good day, everyone.